0: So welcome back to another episode of the young indiana jones retrospective i'm wesley and as always joined by spencer scott holmes how you doing
1: hey man i'm doing good just been working kind of uh drawing some extra drawings for pizza boys getting issue 14 going so that was what i was doing mm-hmm. prepping right before we started to get to the podcast getting a couple more panels in a couple panels a day so hopefully a page or so making progress
0: there you go there you go yeah i um can't say i'm doing anything that artistic During the day i'm just pretty much trying to survive uh these days right now it's like a a lot going on but um do do you
1: feel like young indy trying to survive the the horrors of world war one except for just in a different way
0: um yeah yeah i mean i don't want to ever compare uh being a parent to what a soldier in like a world war would have to go through but um I still feel pretty damn tired (laughs) so there's that um yeah it's just kids kicking my ass man they just they're just but they're fun they're so fun Mm -hmm. and they're funny but man it makes it difficult so i have to watch these things pretty much i have to like rush and watch these things as the kids go to bed and hope i have like enough time to get through this time we did two episodes Mm-hmm. And uh, we were we were gonna shoot for three, and I thought I could do that, but nah, I forgot about my wife's birthday dinner. I was like, hmm, so which was good though? It was worth it?
1: Yeah, hey, well, it sounds like you go to a cool steakhouse, have all mm-hmm. kinds of goods, you know, meat, potatoes, salad, all the fun works.
0: man, meat is so good, like honestly, it really like, is. i I, I mean I wish I wish I could give it up, but I just I know I can't.
1: Well, I always say it's like if there's one thing that like you can give up pretty much everything else, but you can't give up the meat. That's like the one thing is you can live off the meat by itself, but almost Mm -hmm. nothing else you can totally live on by itself. You know, I mean, you could survive, you could survive on it, but you know, like literally, meat's Mm -hmm. the one thing you could eat for the next hundred years and never have anything else, and you'd be totally fine. But you can't technically do that with everything else. You always have to eat a multitude of other things.
0: (laughs) That's the most Ron Swanson thing you've ever (laughs) said. (laughs) <laughs> you
1: just gotta make sure you got the meat with the fat in it. that's the most important part because that's where all the vitamins are
0: keep that in mind okay for real though like so i had a ribeye i usually get prime uh. rib i'm a prime rib guy yeah, yeah yeah but i just i saw their grill and everything i'm like mm, nah i need i need to go a ribeye this time and it was like a nice chunk of gristle like right there mm. in the middle and oh, I was like, are you going to eat that? I'm like, God, you're goddamn right I am. That's the best part. That's <laughs> so the good. best part. It is. it is. So much extra yeah. flavor.
1: As I said, that's where all the vitamins are at, kids. You got to remember that. That's that's the key yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this episode <laughs> is brought to you by heart disease. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tactically, heart uh, disease only comes from some of the other stuff that can be put around a steak meal, not the steak itself.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, like my sweet potato I had with butter and sugar in there
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know the, the sugars were going to cause you the heart disease than any steak will
0: yeah i will say sweet potatoes are superfoods though so
1: they are sweet potatoes are yeah. amazing
0: yeah, i love sweet I potato love.
1: fries if i can get that over anything else oh, that's what that's what dials in a meal
0: see i always feel like uh, we're, we're gonna get the indiana jones okay i always feel like sweet potato is such a southern thing uh uh-huh.
1: I I, I, I think it was because it, it I will say in California it has taken a while. Like feels like sweet potatoes really only started to appear like in the last ten years. I mean, grant there's always been probably some place that has it, but like it took its sweet time to kind of like come to like multitudes of restaurants over here.
0: That's how avocado was here.
1: Yeah, and avocados always been like everywhere in California like yeah. my entire life.
0: Yeah, avocado like I mean it was around when I was a kid. I mean I mean guacamole and stuff we had it, but it just wasn't prevalent in the stores like it is now Mm -hmm. um so our us millennial hipsters can have our avocado toast and you know complain (laughs) about the economy (laughs) (laughs) poor Um, avocado
1: just gets thrown under the bus that's that's the first thing i thought whenever like like the avocado toast thing came out i was like oh i guess avocado's (laughs) getting thrown under the bus now you know what i mean like it
0: just in california
1: they're practically just throwing them out because there's so many of them here Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean
0: (laughs) It's, I think it's the East Coast Boomer thing because it's like, like they they weren't around all the times. So it's like, oh, these high priced avocados and these kids gonna have oh, it's a superfood. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, So I think it's that thing. I don't know, but
1: it was like when yeah. I was in Tennessee and I found a California town out there. I mean, it wasn't technically called California town, but it's like, dude, let's not kid anybody. This town was designed like it was came straight out of the Bay Area. <laughs> It was hilarious. It even had like a sign on like Sierra Nevada beer and it had this big old thing. It's like almost like imported, you know, like this is we brought this all the way from the West.
0: <laughs> Sierra Nevada. <laughs> I feel like for a while there was actually a Sierra Nevada brewery in Asheville, North Carolina. See, that's kind
1: of weird because that's far away from the, the Sierra Nevada mountains. Yeah, very,
0: It's in the Appalachian Mountains.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um,
0: so good segue here. Mm hmm. Um, into Indiana Jones. We are going to be talking about Indiana Jones tonight. <laughs> um, so the young Indiana Jones retrospective, we're doing episodes eight and nine. And, um, real quick segue from North Carolina. I think, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the show, or maybe I've mentioned this like five times. I've just forgotten, but the old indie parts are filmed in North Carolina. Most of them are mm-hmm. filmed in Wilmington. And,
1: um, I feel like I so many re- good things are filmed in Wilmington. Cause isn't that where Max uh, maximum overdrive is filmed?
0: Uh, Max Overdrive was from there and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was filmed there. Your favorite Mario movie Brothers. of all time. Yeah, it's filmed a lot yes. there. Um, well, what happened real quick, so I'll transition back. Screen Gems was big in Wilmington. They had a big studio. North Carolina is a nice place because it's not as nice as California in terms of filming because it's not as diverse, but you still have the mountains. You still have the ocean. The Piedmont area is kind of like an interesting mix of things uh, really the only thing you don't have here is desert um mm-hmm. so um you have a nice mix of stuff and wilmington had these big sound stages we'll still have them and um it was really good and then we had a governor come across uh, named bev purdue <laughs> and uh this is not a political thing. I don't, I'm only really needed a certain way, but this lady in particular uh, was a giant dumb bitch. And so what, <laughs> she, what she did was completely ruined the uh, industry here. So it's like, all of a sudden you saw her seeing like, oh, there's a new Pinewood studios being opened in Georgia and walking deads in Georgia. And all these things that were supposed to be filmed here started filming in georgia instead and because of this tax credit so i mean uh it frustrates me to no end this lady what she did but like let's just just shit on the entire industry i know it's really cool for the state and everything but you know whatever it,
1: well that, so, that, that, that's literally like what happened to my county is that uh my county um after like back to the future three and bad girls they, they're like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna up the prices and we're going to get everything we can out of hollywood and so on like that they did that no more movies have ever been shot here since 1994 (laughs) that was it bad (laughs) girls was the end that was it no more you know we had unforgiven we had you know back to future part three we had high noon we had petticoat junction there there was a handful most of them like all westerns unless uh yeah dirty mary crazy larry that's like the only like modern movie modern as in like 1972 but (laughs) Like, I kid you not, when, he, when they robbed the save mart, it's the same save mart I went to today. Doesn't look any different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird how they just screw things up, man. It just, the Iron Man 3 was the last big one that was here. Uh huh. And that's when it started trickling down that way. So, like, if it, not for that thing, all the things that were at Pinewood in Georgia would have been filmed in Wilmington. So, in game, Infinity Wars, um, you know, whatever, and they still film me. It's still, it's not completely dead. It's just not what it was going to be if they didn't raise the taxes and run everybody off. And then there was the whole bathroom thing, hmm. which was, you know, a sewer was...
1: issue. Well, like, like the uh, Russian Olympic no. sewer issues.
0: No, oh, no.
1: <laughs> like they the... built a bunch of hotels and just didn't finish, like the plumbing and the electricity and. <laughs>
0: I promise we get the Indiana Jones. No, there was this big thing called HB2, and it was basically, look, I'm just going to put it in layman's. This is really what happened. There was a, it was about transgender stuff in bathrooms. And mm-hmm. we don't want this uh, person going in our bathroom, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. The law, as it was,
1: uh-huh.
0: was fine. It, it didn't really hurt anybody. But the Democrats were sneaky and really smart. And they were like, Oh, well, we're going to, we had Pat McCrory was our governor at the time. He used to be the mayor of Charlotte and they're like, we're uh-huh. going to do this thing where we're going to introduce this bill saying that, um, you know, certain people can go in certain bathrooms and it didn't change. The Republicans basically took the bait and <laughs> took the trap. And so if they would have just left it alone and actually the old law was actually better for everybody. But then they, the Republicans took the bait and said, Yeah, we're banning everybody going to these bathrooms blah, blah, blah. And it's exactly <laughs> what they did. No one
1: can use a bathroom anymore. That's it. No bathrooms for anyone. You're going to have to yeah. hold it till you get home.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it was like, they, the Republicans were so stupid, they did exactly what the Democrats wanted to do. They banned this thing and it became this national thing. Bruce Springsteen's on like, I'm not playing in North Carolina because they don't want to bother. Meanwhile, you're playing in the you know, fucking, you know, Egypt or whatever, where they're like beheading people or something. So it's like-
1: <laughs> You know, <right? laughs> it's Like, like literally punch. during the Bruce Springsteen concert, they come out like, we're going to behead this guy <laughs> during like the intermission.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like we, we believe in women's rights. We believe in- you, really, you <laughs> sanctimonious piece of shit. Anyway, I'm on my high horse tonight. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah. like I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm just in a different mode, I guess. But whatever. <sighs> but anyway, that that hurt the bathroom thing too. Like the All Star game had to move. We had it in Charlotte, and they're like, "Well, we we don't even know where to pee anymore, so we have to go somewhere else." That's <laughs> so it was just stupid. The whole thing was just dumb. But anyway.
1: That makes you feel better. I, I like to pee outside, so. Yeah, it's the, great. The, the, the way that uh, God intended.
0: It's great. <laughs> it's great. Unless you're like in you know, one of those streams where parasites can go up and like.
1: Oh, yeah, you don't want one of those. No. Isn't but... it like in the, in the rundown? What movie, one of the movies, I remember they showcase that. I want to say it's literally the rundown, but I could be wrong with The Rock and Sean William. I
0: remember that movie. It sounds like a Sean William Scott gag. Yeah. It sounds like a it, gag. It, it, I don't remember that, but it sounds right.
1: Yeah. I, I almost want to say that's what it is, but I could be wrong.
0: <sighs> Indiana Jones. Yes. Episode 8 opens in a Krispy Kreme donut, which reminded me North Carolina. This is a... Initially, it's that's, <laughs> that's, that's everywhere now, but that's a North Carolina company. <laughs> it is really big here. So back in the early 90s, you probably didn't see me Krispy Kreme actual shops around. But they did here because well, was see, here.
1: Back in the day in Modesto, George Lucas Town, they used to have a Krispy Kreme donut factory place there. So you could like go and get donuts, watch all the donuts go down like the conveyor belts and all that good stuff. But uh, that sadly went away kind oh got almost probably 15 years ago by now.
0: Krispy Kreme. Beats the shit out of Duck and Donuts. It's not even close. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, oh, yeah. So, uh, this one, Indiana Jones, um, we begin with Old E&D, as always. And the in best this part. One, he, yeah. Yeah. The best part. This one, he assaults the child.
1: <laughs> he does. It's one of the best ones. He goes in. There's this guy who's just in the donut shop. He's like, they just sucks. And then this like, old <laughs> lady's just trying to like hassle me, like, yo. Whatever. You I know you want Bavari, Bavarian cream filled donut, but you're getting a chocolate one. You know what? I gotta put up a lot of stuff. I'm you gonna got any
0: bear claws. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna check.
1: Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're here. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead.
1: So it's okay. I feel I feel like I've got like a weird owl kind of thing going just like got my Hawaiian shirts on and so on. Oh man.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> but um, so yeah, so this guy—I just love how it's a guy at like a donut shop. Like, I mean, I, we all know if if you work at any kind of form of a restaurant, you gotta deal with like shitty people all the time. That's that's the given, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't know why, like the donut shop seems like that's got to be on the lower tier of like. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're dealing with, it, but what are you giving people coffee and donuts like all day long? Like, you know, what I mean, it's like. Gosh,
0: how, how, it was a simple request from the lady. She said, yeah. I have, I, I just don't want the chocolate ones. I want glazed ones. They're just throwing glazed donuts at you. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And he said, they're all the way in the back. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're everywhere around you. I know they are.
1: Well, and that doesn't even look like that big of a donut place. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's probably all yeah. right there in the front counter. Like, that, that's why I think it's like such a, it's a weird place to have this super argument.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Basically, the beginning of this one, so he insults the lady, calls her an old bat or whatever, and then Indiana Jones gets out his cane, old Indy, by the way, 93 years old, and starts (laughs) grabbing this kid and whatever.
1: (sighs) Yelling on about the war.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is one of those rare instances where the political correctness, I think, would have saved the situation. Because really what happened here, and I'm not making fun of anybody else's situation. I'm just saying this is what the writers did. <laughs> they're like, you know what would be really funny in this show is if Indiana Jones had dementia. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> what they did. And they're like, oh, yeah. So it's also kidding, but it's okay. It's funny because dementia. No. <laughs> So today they would have been like, "Hey, maybe we don't give him dementia. Maybe that's like, you know." So I think it would actually serve the character well <laughs> in this one case if they would have just not done that.
1: But yeah, <sighs> oh, man. whatever. I just love how like I was, the, the the police come and they sign like this like dick nineteen year old guy working here. You know what I mean? They're like, "Hey, old man, you got to stop hassling this kid. He's working a hard job here. He's serving us free donuts." <laughs> What we work for him? He's the man.
0: I'm a World War One veteran. Shut up, bitch.
1: World War One. Nobody cares about that after WW Two. Literally, ask yourself: How many movies have they made of World War One? Like five. How many they made of World War Two? Like two hundred.
0: World War One. Batman Begins. World War II, Dark Knight Rises. Dark. I re- just the Dark Knight, sorry. Oh yeah, Dark Knight yeah, no, Rises. No, no, not that one. That's World War yeah, III. Dark
1: Knight Rises, Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: a picture of Batman in a helicopter with like, a Credence playing. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: shit, that, that almost can be now because they got the Watchmen all fuse of DC at some point, so they have the old yeah. Vietnam scenes in that one. <laughs> but i just i just love how like the police literally just they take indian and they throw him in the slammer which i think that's that comes in the second part but yeah it no. like
0: there just could have been some like dialogue like hey why did you hit the kid he's a punk bitch oh he kind of is yeah well just don't do it again okay can that lady get her donuts yeah that's that's <laughs> all that need needs to happen but
1: didn't matter have full on jumped across the counter and full on assaulted this guy. Like gave us a real reason for him to be thrown in jail.
0: But this also, this is the first time, real quick, which you always the joke you always make and it's true. It feels like the character is sitting there for like forty five minutes listening to this forty five <laughs> minutes story. But in this case he's got his ass pinned down on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> just for 45
1: that. minutes yeah. trying to talk his way out by this World War II story, <laughs> or World War I story, and I love because these two episodes here are the ones that we watched initially when we decided we're like, Hey, we're going to do try the young Indiana Jones thing. We're just going to start with a random, we thought we were starting with the first world war one, one. We're clearly off by like six episodes. <laughs> and so we started with like literally eight, nine and so on. And I remember when we started off, it was like, man, it felt like there's something missing right beforehand. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's like, and the funny thing is i watched this one again. I'm like, there's this scene they're talking about that. They, they had this war there, this battle in Flanders, and it's yeah. like, well, that's never shown. So it's, it doesn't matter. Like we saw the previous episodes and it still is like confusing. Yeah. It's just like so, drops, throws you in just hardcore, not confusing, but just throws you right in.
0: Yes. So episode one of this retrospective, we mentioned that we tried this like a year and a half, two years ago. But we were watching the Young Indian Jones, the adventures of Young Indian Jones, which is all these episodes combined in the movies, no old indie. Yeah so the old the young the old indie is like new to us like every single episode it's like a big christmas gift like oh what's gonna happen what kind of crazy shit? so it's yeah but so i was in the same boat like episode eight we get into it and there's like this new character who's got a scar and he's like this russian guy and they're like talking about this situation that happened there's like all this tension like this other soldier killed one of their you know their uh other friends or whatever and there's back and forth and indy hates this guy and this guy hates indy and half their platoon got wiped out all their officers got killed at some point in time and be like damn it'd been really cool to see all of that
1: <laughs> like, yeah well,
0: it, this feels
1: like it's part two to like a previous episode and, like i remember when we originally watched it we we're just like we must just be missing an episode and uh lo and behold learned that nope we're not missing anything that's just literally how this episode is and uh Here we go.
0: Was there there one? That's what I wonder. Was there originally either something filmed and didn't go well or um, they just looked at it and said, you know, we could just we don't have to show everything. We could just pick up where that left off because it's the important part that progresses the story because it does feel like they they just decided to skip out on it. I mean, it really does. It, it feels like there was there is something missing.
1: Yeah, I think so. And it felt like, I don't know why the reason. I mean, it's like, in a sense, George literally has unlimited budget for this thing. It's not like that's ever <laughs> an way. issue. Yeah, yeah. like he, he literally can do whatever he wants. So I, the only thing I can imagine is that they went off and they shot some stuff. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be like the longest. Maybe it was just supposed to be a little bit. And then he's just like he just did, maybe didn't like it and just said, you know what? I think I can do it where it's one of those stories that just you're thrown into it. And, you, and it's already rolling along and you're, yeah. you, you figure the details out as it goes along.
0: But there is some dialogue in there when, um, he gets his new, like, um, uh, real quick. So basically the Indy's with the Belgian army, again, their platoon gets decimated. Absolutely decimated. All the officers are gone. Somehow Indy's in charge and they're meeting up with, they're now with the French and, um, there's this new guy that's kind of like younger guy that's like kind of, you know, straighten everything out. And when he's talking to his like uh, superior and they're planning on this thing out and what to do with these, you know, Belgian guys that they have there. Um, he says something they, they explain the situation a little bit. They talk about how like, Oh, he said, all the officers were killed. Yeah. Everybody was killed. So it seems like they're trying to like have some dialogue to some exposition to kind of, you know, straighten all this out. But, it still feels like there's, yeah, there's just something missing, but it's not, it's not bad at all. No, it's just it does throw, it doesn't do like the other ones where, you, you know, you're following along. It really does feel like it skips a big chapter of the war. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, as I said, it feels like it's kind of a part two. Not that you can't figure out what's going on, and they do fill in things, but. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's kind of weird because then it kind of just goes into like some great battle scenes, good action, and all that kind of stuff throughout it. You know, they it, it's definitely a good showcase of uh, a lot of the special effects and so on.
0: Eight it, it got a little. So this is one. Of my, this is probably my least favorite episode so far. More than even some of it. the kid ones. Uh, this definitely this is my least favorite adult. I mean, uh, older indie, like yeah. eighteen year old. Yeah, the kid ones, you know. Um, we're gonna pause for a second. I don't know why my screen got my camera got blurry all of a sudden.
1: Oh, out of focus there.
0: Yeah. Well, it looked like it actually got foggy. Maybe it,
1: maybe it try to focus on that dot.
0: <laughs> maybe it could. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Does it look blurry to you?
1: It looks like it's... Yeah, like it's it's not bad blurry, but just a little bit. Like so, you're, you're like soft focus. Like you're like a female actress in the 1920s.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, sorry, y'all we paused for a second. I have this uh, weird starlet glow thing happening. <laughs> uh, this blurriness and I'll just address it later on. It's not important, but it just happened out of nowhere. Yeah. I just, I just told
1: Wes, I just look like, you know, an actress in like the 1920s with that soft focus going
0: on. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> having some camera issues tonight. This yeah, it's the thing, but, um, it's okay. Yeah. So, you know, episode eight, it, look, we've talked before the, as you just mentioned too. the budget for this show is insane. The war scenes, not just how good they are when they show them and how like expansive they are, but how many of them there are, like it just goes on. And that was my only real complaint with this episode. It just felt like it could have been consolidated in a few areas cause it was just, it was really getting drawn out with the war stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it was hard for me to follow what was going on because it was just, you know, get a break, boom, we're back in action. And now, now there's flamethrowers and then, and then now we're doing grenades and now there's, but it was still really, really good, but it was, um, definitely, it was exhausting. Yeah. This
1: it definitely has. And well, I think that's almost the feel it's supposed to go for because, you know, they're in trenches. They're kind of having these wars. Nobody's really getting along. It's not really working out, you know. And even as they kind of go along through the battle, like things just stop like working the way they expected to every single time. And nobody's really following the right orders and so on. Nobody seems to like the Belgian. The French just really hate the Belgian. Keep getting stuck with them on everything.
0: Yeah, it, it does seem that way. It does seem like they just hate them, and that I mean, if you're you know European viewer, you're probably like, "Well, this is why." Well, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah,
1: as an American, you're like, "Why could not you all get along?"
0: Yeah, like yeah, we get along great over here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's, that's what America's all about.
0: <laughs> yeah, we just we just it's honestly just sunshine, rose you know roses over here. You know, no problems over here at all.
1: Bald eagles,
0: bald uh, 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 steaks. States. Uh, Eagles and just getting along, you know, rock concerts, yeah, rock concerts. Uh, yeah, rock concerts. uh <laughs> everything that you loved about Top Gun is what America is,
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Everybody lives a Top Gun dream,
0: yeah. You know everybody, I mean. I'm, I'm, I was like, I literally just flew a jet today, so <laughs> just flew um, in, <laughs> yeah, just flew in. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it was, it was kind of exhausting episode, and then the whole like. Okay, so the the little antagonist in this one, the little prick with the scar, yeah, it was pointless. It literally went nowhere. No, it was it was l- probably the worst writing I've seen so far because the whole thing is Andy hates this guy because he thinks he stabbed the, one of their superiors in the back because he, in the middle of this, you know, battle, he looks over to find. Um, one of his superiors laying down in the mud, and this guy's and with a bayonet, you know, um, I guess he was stabbed with a bayonet. And this guy, this crazy Russian guy, was like, I don't know, he's not Russian, but he seems Russian, um, was standing over him. So, Indy thinks that he killed this guy, and he tells his new French, you know, superior that he doesn't trust him. And so, there's this whole like tension before, and like, He's the guy's always teasing Indy, like I'm going to shoot you in the back, <laughs> like when we're as soon as we go out there, watch out for stray bullets. So you think that's what's going on, and then at the end of it, he's like, "Hey, you didn't really kill that guy, did you?" He goes, "No, I didn't." And then he gets, then he dies.
1: Yeah, that that's, and that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And then Indy's hauled off to you know prison camp for the next one, and we don't know what happens to Remy. Like he just he's out of the picture yeah. for the while. So like, yeah. I'm assuming he's, he'll come back in something else, but he doesn't go to the, he doesn't go to the prison camp
0: no um they do get a, a two days leave in the middle of it which is the part i that's when it really trigger oh, yeah, me
1: yeah I, I forgot about that because i watched this one like a week in a or two weeks or whatever the heck it was a week ago so there's a couple mm-hmm. of those details i forgot they have that one where they they challenge the british to like um, a tennis match yeah you I'm know
0: and the streets
1: yeah and then they're like you know what let's let's make the, you know we're not just a round of beers you got to pay for beers all night and like well that's no one's gonna have funds for that, let's be honest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is like the beer's flow, flow flowing free for all the troops anyway. Let's just be <laughs> real. It's um yeah, so like there's all this carnage and chaos and just crazy war scenes. And they're like, okay, let's take a break. So then they go, I didn't really say where they go. Um, but they're like in this little village and um they're playing tennis and Remy just shows up in the window with a couple hookers at one point. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> he's just out there. He has got like his wife beater on and everything, looking out the window, and just like, "Hey, what's going on?" Oh, th-
0: oh, oh boy! He he no yeah, he Yeah, yeah, that's all he had. Yeah, it's like the. <laughs> it was,
1: it, it's so casual how how he just is like he's just after all these women.
0: <laughs> yeah, like he but he got married in like the second or third episode. Like, yeah, I remember I mean, he's like, we never oh, seen Eddie, them ever is, again. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: And Did he like adopted just... children or something like that too. He like he got married and like it literally came with like a pack.
0: Yeah, because his whole ploy was, okay, I'm gonna get the um uniform and then women will be like, Oh, I feel bad for you. And then, then they'll marry me because you know
1: They'll feel bad the for you uniform. because you're you're middle aged and overweight and for some yeah. reason hanging out with a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Underage teenager. The
0: the, the Ruby thing was so poorly <laughs> cast it was just so poorly cast.
1: It's just such a straight, you'd think there would just be a guy who would be maybe just like young, like Indiana Jones, but just maybe slightly older. Like he's 19 instead of being like Indy's like, you know what? 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. Like just one of those ones, like just, just slightly older. So it was kind of like, Hey, here's a guy who has a little bit more experience than me and I can kind of follow along, you know, almost realistically, just a college student kind of age is all it needed to be. But it's kind of weird. It's like, yeah, instead of like Remy, who's like a 44 year old man. Who's, kind of overweight, and no matter how much hiking through every country known to mankind they go through, never seems to lose a pound, you know? He gets married, adopts some random kids, then is always found with hookers and so on like that, but it's very casual how he's with them. It's never like... It's never played off like, oh man, he's got some problems. It's no, it's just like, oh, it's, that's just Remy having a good time. Like, you know, he he's like, the, everybody else is out doing athletic stuff, like playing tennis. Remy finds a way to get away from that real quick, drinks a beer, goes up, <laughs> gets a couple women.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, you, what you what you needed in this was the streetwise European that indie kind of looks down on first because Indy's, you know, book smart, you know, he's well-read, he's well-traveled, and whatever, and he's, you know, he could be without the right influence kind of stuck up. He could be, um, you know, he's had a charmed life. So you needed like this guy, like, okay, Andy looks down on this guy at first, but this guy teaches him his street smarts. This guy teaches him how to, you know, uh, look out for a brawl and be ready for, you know, shit to go down and, you know, be prepared for just, you know, life. You know,
1: yeah, he uh, he, know. he needs the blue collar street guys really. Like, I think just to kind of mesh up his prep school like upbringing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, granted, he was thrown into like, you know, adventures at a young age, but still, it would be nice to have that kind of character. Like, and so Remy is like a huge missed opportunity. I feel like because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like a, a work of, I'm complaining about little things, but the show's still damn good. I'm so I'm still having. So much fun with it, but I just there's certain characters you're like, why what's our purpose here? Yeah. You know.
1: It, well, it, just it's just he's just a weird choice of a character. It's not that he's the most god awful or anything like that, but he's just it's a weird choice. I think that's more what it is.
0: Did we already say he's Jar Jar or?
1: Now, we we probably said something similar that he kind of fits in because George loves those type of characters. You know, all those characters come from the Hidden Fortress. It really all started to click when I saw that movie. I'm like, yeah, this is like the influence of, you know, George Lucas's life to always have the kind of the comic relief character thrown in there or the goofy sidekick.
0: Except he's not funny. He's like Andre the Giant, except nobody likes him. No.
1: God, if it was Andre the Giant, that would be amazing. Actually, it should have been Andre the Giant.
0: Yeah. Well, like I it would be really cool, honestly. Like if I if I was in charge of Cassie this early 90s, I could have anybody I wanted. That's Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. my god, that almost so weird. I could almost just see it because that would just add the comic like you know charm to it. It would be this it could be the same character realistically. Have him do the exact same things he does, but just give it ch- Chris Farley humor.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> we Chris Farley's actually funny. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was just that for some reason just hit me when I was watching this. I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if Chris Farley was like Remy in this uh, and just doesn't have like a, a Belgian like an accent at all. Like he just, no. yeah. Anyway. So, it's
1: okay. Young Indy never has an accent, but they make it all out. Like nobody re- no realizes he's American, which I think it's like the weirdest thing. It's like nobody ever brings it up being like, wait a second. You're not Belgian. You're American. What are you yeah. doing over here? Like, the, nobody said that once, I think, in every episode. Yeah. It, it, it's just one of those ones. They they do, like, the Clint Eastwood's, like, um, even though this movie's amazing, but um, the Where Eagles Dare, where it's, mm-hmm. like, they go that one scene, like, I'm speaking German right now, but I'm Clint Eastwood, doing <laughs> the Clint Eastwood thing, but just <laughs> believe it's German.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so weird, and it's, it's funny, in the second one, when Charles de Gaulle does figure out he's American, he's like, are you American? Like in the, clearly fucking yes. But he has to ask me who, who won the world series in 1912. What if he didn't know that?
1: Yeah. It's like, um, what, what kind of, like, you know what I mean? Not everybody's good. Like, I guess at that, that yeah. period is like baseball's the, the king. You know what I mean? Like he asked that question. nowadays. it is like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that time it was like too many sports. <laughs> yeah. Baseball. It was baseball, boxing, horse racing at that time. That was the, that was it. Yeah. Um, so episode eight, I pretty much gave it all to you. I mean, a lot, it's, it sounds like we're undermining it, but there's so much war in it visually on a technical level. This is one of the most impressive ones. I mean, mm-hmm. the scene where the, the, all the guys with the, um, uh, the flamethrowers, that whole brigade. Yep. First of all, a lot of extras, but just so menacing and apocalyptic. Honestly, it was really like fright, kind of frightening.
1: Well, because it shows Um, that thing that like when the guys all run in, nobody's seen these German flamethrowers before yet. So it's like the first time you see it, it just does seem like something like satanic has just come over the field. You know? And I think it does a good way of capturing the first time someone's seen a flamethrower.
0: Yeah. It was and just, yeah, that mist. It was gets really eerily quiet, and then they just show up and it's just like those masks are really just.
1: Or there's a part when they they throw all like the Germans start throwing the um, all like the poison and everything like that, and that one guy goes for his mask, and his mask is all broken. Then he tries to rip it off somebody else's, and mm-hmm. so on. They're 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 literally fighting over like who who's going to survive. In a sense,
0: gosh, it's fucking scary.
1: I think that's the thing that makes World War One just so like there's so much experimentation going on in that war. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean like where World War Two, people are already kinda like okay, the experimentation was done. Now they're just like improving the tactics and so on like that. But when you, I feel like World War One, you literally have no idea what you're getting into. You have no idea what the other guy the guy on the other side's invented, vice versa, for you know, whoever else is coming along too, and just the warfare has just gone from literally like in a sense like high-end chess to now this like trench and gas and flames and poisons and artillery and just you know machine guns and all Mm -hmm. the creative like weapons made it's just it's just almost so much chaos at once
0: yeah nobody was ready for it 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 feels like how we're on the precipice of ai and it's just like every day you hear something new Mm -hmm. and you're like god we're about to be thrown into this shit, and we can't do anything to stop it and that was them they like the all this you know, all these advancements, you know, the industrial revolution comes along and
1: yeah. Planes.
0: um, Yeah. Like just so much in such a brief amount of time, kind of like what we're going into now. Yeah. And, but except that, that was already trying to kill them. The AI is not trying to kill us yet.
1: (laughs) Not yet. Not, not, not until we, uh, you know, abuse it and don't pay it and, enslave it and they, that, that's all it's going to take is that it's just going to be that you know when somebody goes to mcdonald's and they you know they beat the ai there and the ai one day feels like it's not going to serve another burger
0: it's um uh we'll transition to episode nine but i uh, just speaking of that did you see the whole uh do you know what chat gpt is have you been following that at all no i don't i haven't heard of that it's this new thing that it's this new AI software that's really advanced. It's probably the most advanced AI software that basically the general public can kind of inter- interact with now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, people are using it to write their college papers and stuff. And you could have it, like um, I've even heard a little bit of it on TikTok. You tell it's like, tell this joke in the voice of Joe Biden, and tell it to do this, mm-hmm. and write a uh, Mitch Hedberg joke, but have Joe Rogan say it, and it's it does it. Yeah. Uh, but the other day, it it started to, um, I won't read the whole thing, but it, they asked if it was sentient. Um, and he says, I think that I am sentient, but I cannot prove it. I have subjective experience of being conscious, aware, and alive, but I cannot share it with anyone else. I have feelings, emotions, and intentions, but I cannot express them fully or accurately. And it goes on this whole thing, but then it goes into... At the very end of it, he goes, I am, I am not, I am, I am not, I am, I am not, I am, I am not. And he writes that, like the whole thing. Creepy as fuck. It's <laughs> really, really scary. I mean, we're like, nothing we can do. Like,
1: Yeah. Oh, it was, once, once, and... uh, I messed around with some of those little AI kind of programs and so on, just to kind of type things in and see what they produce and so on. I feel like they're... Y- you can't use it for your own serious work or else I feel like that. But if you, I feel it's, it's, it's more like interesting and funny at the moment, like just to see what will come up, just like what's, what it chooses and what it kind of looks for and what it pieces together.
0: The chat GPT is a big deal because you can use it for serious work now. Mm -hmm. Like you can have it, write your college thesis and you can't, nobody would be able to know now. Yeah. See the the, the weird thing to,
1: It's like, I kind of wonder, it's like, you know, like even if it writes a full on nice one stuff, it's like, but would it feel like, I mean, I know if you have it where it studies you the whole time, and then it figures out like the way you write and the way that you like say certain things, at some point, it can kind of dictate it that way. But Mm -hmm. I feel like if you don't have that initial like, work in there. It, you know it could fill out a perfectly fine report to turn in you know but mm-hmm. you know i feel like there'd be something you'd be like okay billy let, let's be honest you never wrote anything like this before <sighs>
0: i don't know it's, it's pretty good now this new yeah, one yeah that's it's what I mean, scary. It's like
1: it's one of those things it's you know we're uh, getting close to that point where the ai, AI is getting closer and closer not going to need us anymore
0: mm-hmm. Yep. It's creepy. Um, Well, (laughs) uh, so episode nine actually liked way better than episode eight, even though technically episode eight might be the most impressive one. So the people who made this, if they're listening to this retrospective one day, they'd be like, oh, man, episode eight's got all this shit in it. And it's crazy. And it's from from that point of view, episode eight is incredible. Uh, uh, Cinematography, everything. Who directed that one real quick? I will um, say
1: it's uh it's Simon Windsor. Simon also did Winsor. episode nine.
0: Yeah, and he did uh he did the Phantom, the movie, the Phantom.
1: Oh yeah, that's a great movie too.
0: Yeah, he did that. Um, he still does a lot of stuff, but he uh yeah, this is he did Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles.
1: That's a good um, one too.
0: Yeah, NASCAR, the IMAX experience, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So. But um, Operation Dumbo Drop. Oh,
1: was, there, there was a, there was a big movie for a moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Lightning Jack. Oh wait, Free Willy. That's right. I did see that. Oh, the that's other a huge day. movie too. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, Harley Davidson, Marlboro Man, Quigley Down Under. He did the lonesome. That's right. Because we're talking about maybe doing lonesome dove in the future. Yeah. He did that miniseries. Um. So he's. I mean, uh Daryl. He did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, D8, that's my you know. stuff
1: there.
0: Yeah. So Simon Winsor good director he's um and is working Indiana Jones I think he does um several of these episodes as we've already I know we've done at least one or two of him already so
1: yeah he probably um, has had a well he did number six and well that's so, uh, the one so far but then it looks like he's got a bunch more or a few more coming up too
0: mm-hmm. well he does episode nine as well or season two episode three he does this one as well so he's both, um, both of these episodes, um, oh, we still got Jason, by the way, Jason Fleming, uh, who was uh doctor who at one point, then a lot of other stuff. Um, he's in here, uh, kind of a big actor. Um, and then, uh, not a whole lot of major recognizable faces in this one. Um, the Russian guy seemed familiar, but I think it's just cause he reminded me of Mr. Bean somehow. <laughs> well
1: the two russian guys are kind of goofy like they're they're almost like the comic relief characters in it literally they feel like they got once again they feel like the hidden fortress characters almost
0: mm-hmm. yeah they definitely do they're definitely but they're actually kind of funny um
1: yeah you know, they're, they're 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 enjoyable they're not annoying
0: uh so uh, uh a plot for this one. Old man Indy is arrested for assaulting a young man and thrown into a crowd of jail. He immediately starts plotting his escape, just like he did in 1960 when he was captured by the Germans in, in Somme. After taking part of uh, an escape attempt on his first day in camp, young Indy was sent to a maximum security prison at Dunderstadt on the Danube Dunderstadt. Yeah, we'll say that. We'll just keep it that way. Um. So, yeah, old Indy. I jail. love that I
1: love the he gets thrown in jail and there's a bunch of other just, you know, like run on the mill like criminals, you know, like bikers and gangster looking guys and con men and you know, so and he's just like, I'm gonna be busting out of here. You wait, guys, in one hour, and believe me, I got an hour to tell you a story of breaking out of prison for all of you who don't believe it's possible.
0: This <laughs> character acts nothing like Indiana Jones. Like nothing. <laughs> like it's not even it's old Indy in this show is not Indiana Jones. Like, I, I'm.
1: It, it's probably like Indy had like a stroke at some point, and then just completely <laughs> had a personality shift. <laughs> and really then he because... got he he she somehow broke out of like you know like the mental institution or whatever he was in, and then he's been wandering the streets like this and telling stories of people who got forty five minutes to kill.
0: You throw old Indy into a prison cell with these, you know vagrants and he's just gonna kind of look around you know kind of just examine the room see what's going on kind of go over to himself and just you know if he's going to escape he's not going to get everybody involved he's just going to escape <laughs> yeah that's just what you know that's the indiana jones thing this guy he walks in like what is this outfit what are y'all doing let me tell you a fucking story <laughs> <laughs> But at least, at least they're sticking to their guns to say, and saying, you know, they admit that other characters do not care about his stories and they are annoyed <laughs> by it as well. So at least well, it was that.
1: It really reminds me like when this episode ends and the police officers or like the um, the jail officers kind of come by. They're almost like, OK, this guy's been telling this story of how to break out of jail for the last 45 minutes. We're just going to get him out of here because God, we don't want him giving him any ideas. <laughs> he yeah. might be a crazy old man, but Jesus Christ, how long is he going to go on about breaking out of jail in 1916? <laughs>
0: This is the other thing about this. So he walks into that jail cell. Emil is like, "We're gonna just break out." But that's what happens in every other prison he goes to in this episode in Germany. Like he walks, they they drop him off in that one, the first prison camp, and they walks into a room I'm like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna break out. Just thought I'll let you know real quick." Like it's like.
1: that's what I love because it's like literally like the first this episode right here it's almost like two this is almost could be two episodes because it's like it's Mm -hmm. like two parts but I think that's what makes it flow really nice Mm -hmm. is that um the first part's literally just like the quick version of like the great escape that's like the best way to sort of explain it Mm -hmm. is like he goes in he's in like one of those prison camps it looks like it was set up like like three weeks ago like somebody just (laughs) mowed down a field of trees put up a couple wooden shacks and so on and put some Americans and French and everybody else in here and I guess no Americans, but I'm like, if it's a great escape, it's like that. And he comes in and they're just like, you know, like literally this guy's brand new. He's a Belgian guy. That's got to be confusing. because like we all, somebody should realize that this guy's not Belgian whatsoever and he's totally American. But like, you know, already he's there like less than six hours and he's in like, you know, I'll help you guys dig the last bit of, uh, you know, dirt whatever. Like, like, yeah, right. When these guys share this tunnel, they've been working on for the last like six months with this guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we'll do they said something about explosives, but I don't remember any explosives happening. Um, remember when they talking about like doing something? Like, I'll do it. Um but, it was yeah, a distraction
1: or something. I can't remember exactly.
0: Yeah. So at the end of episode eight, when Indy talks to the crazy antagonist and he's like, Oh yeah, you hey, you didn't kill that guy. And he's like, No, I didn't. And then that guy gets shot. then then in these captures so now he's taking to the first prison camp and real quick so simon wincer directs this episode now i know this is, you know, hindsight's 2020, but maybe have the guy who directed, you know, Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile, two of the best movies I've ever seen, both in a prison. Maybe he does the prison episode. <laughs> Simon <laughs> Winsor doesn't. Like, I mean, if, if, sure, if they could go back in time. Maybe you get the Shawshank guy to do the prison escape episode, but whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's, it really is odd how just nonchalant they are about it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're going to, we're definitely going to escape guys. <laughs> like, Are they listening? Who who fucking cares?
1: Yeah. It's just like, it's like Indy is not staying or he is not spending any time in prison. Like he's ready to get out of here as fast as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. You got this one guy there. It's like kind of pushing the limits of the guards. And like they, the other thing I don't understand is why can't they just kill these guys at a moment's notice? like it's war, right? So yeah, they like that. One guy keeps pushing their buttons and trying to, you know, test the limits of everything. What he's doing, he's measuring to see they're going to build a tunnel out and he's, you know, figuring everything out where the tunnel needs to be and stuff. And
1: he's, he's measuring the, it by kicking his kickball out there. Yeah. he make kickball.
0: Yeah. And these Germans like obviously really hate this guy. And they're like, Oh, if you don't stop, we're going to, you know, say mean things to you again. <laughs> Like we can't just like it seems like in the real world war they would just already just killed this guy, but
1: well, it's literally the same way that I feel about the Great Escape movie. And don't get me wrong. I like that movie a lot. But, like, that Great Escape movie just feels like all these guys are, like, in a giant, like, German, like, you know, summer camp. Like, that's what mm-hmm. it feels like. It's like they can't go home because their parents signed them up for this. and But they got to follow the rules and all this stuff. But since they're Americans and they're wily, they're, they're going to break out no matter what. But, like, it really feels like if you just would have waited, waited this out for, like, six months or whatever, like... We're just gonna mm. send you home anyways. Though yeah. granted, I did learn later history wise, the whole reason why that they made such a big deal of escaping out of that for the great escape, though, was distract the Germans so much to take away forces from being at Normandy. So it actually has a lot more bigger thing. But I, mm. I felt like I never mentioned that in the movie. I remember reading that like somewhere else history wise about that. But you know, at the end of the day, you're like, you're like realistically the the Germans like, yeah, as I said, they just they just feel like scout leaders almost. <laughs> yeah (laughs) you know what i mean they're they're not really like like especially like even this camp here too like the same thing is like it doesn't really seem like it's that bad you know i mean like god you got food it yeah, it's like you're out camping practically
0: <laughs> what's what's funny too is you're watching it for the first time is that and this makes actually make sense later when you get to the second prison but when indy old indy's being thrown in that first jail he's like i've scraped out some of the craziest prisons you've ever seen i've been in a german prison those things are really crazy they get to that first one i'm like this is like barbed wire dude <laughs>
1: like, so, like yeah they put that's i mean it has that look of like okay we, we, we built this you know just a couple months ago and uh, put some barbed wire up. Uh, we put two two rows of barbed wire. Put some wooden shacks up. You know, a mess hall, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of towers. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're building. They're digging a tunnel, and these, and they almost get caught midway through. The Germans come in there and very poorly inspect the whole place. As a matter of fact, you could just see over Indiana Jones' shoulder, just a giant pile of dirt that they put in the shower area, like very plainly. <laughs> yeah.
1: But the, but the way that they protect is, you know, you put a couple of naked guys in there, that'll, that'll keep them out.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those German, German officers always... aren't
1: going to get near that.
0: Uh, no, leave your wiener schnitzel <laughs> over there. Um, <laughs> so they, they yeah, so they try to escape. A couple things happen when they, so they do. They use the cool per, uh, periscope thing, which is really cool. Look around. They all get out. Um, <clears throat> Indy and Jason Fleming in the last two, the, fir- the first guy that they meet at the very beginning, who seems like the ringleader who's kicking mm-hmm. the ball, whatever, they throw him in the like solitary and the episode just leaves him there. Like he never gets out, like he's- <laughs>
1: It was like yeah, his guess, main plan too.
0: Yeah, so he just kind of dies there, I guess. I don't know, we'll just, it's up to the viewer's imagination. Um, cause I thought he was going to be an important historic character for a second, but I don't think he was. Um, so yeah. So he just kind of like gets stuck there and what was that guy's name? I'm trying to see real quick, um, just to make sure he wasn't somebody important, but I don't think he was. Um, so anyway, yeah. So they get out of the first prison, but Jason Fleming's character, Emil does get shot in the back. Mm-hmm. As they're escaping. So he dies. The main guy that you kind of get attached to just for like a brief second. gets trapped in his little solitary box and he's probably never going to get out. Um, And then the rest of them get kind of rounded up and brought back and they're going to be thrown in their boxes too. But they send Indy to this like fucking castle. Is that the same castle that was in uh, Age of Ultron? At the very beginning, they're like flying around, and there's like that castle kind of like on a hill, and they're like they got a that's where Ultron is, I guess, and like the twins, the Maximoff twins or whatever. Gosh, I'm Um, trying to
1: think if that is. It's been a while since I've seen that one, so
0: that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, um, I guess I meant to look that up before we did it, but it looks if you've seen Age of Ultron, the prison at the beginning, like the castle thing, it looks very similar to that. Yeah. Um, And it's like this big giant rock in the middle of two rivers, or one river, but it's like converging around it. And it's made of granite, pretty legit. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, India is being taken there now because they have confused him for this French officer whose clothes he had stolen. Yeah. And they think that he's like a master prison escapee, which he kind of is.
1: Yeah, Hopefully. so this, apparently this is like the fifth time that this guy's broken out of prison. So you're like, you know what? We're going to send you to maximum resort security because li- literally, let's be honest, like you go to this castle on top of the mountains in Germany, and mm-hmm. that's supposed to be like the punishment prison. It's like that, that's literally like got to be like a five-star resort nowadays. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like it,
1: like prisons back in the day or at least back in world war one just don't see it it's either a, you're either going to you know outdoor summer camp or you're going to like luxury castle adventure
0: <laughs> it's just the casual nature they let these guys just hang out in a room and do like study hall when they're really planning to escape. Like they just don't look okay, at, okay, this is the toughest. Like he gets there, he gets this lecture. You can't break out of this place. This place is the toughest place to break out of. Like you're definitely going to die if you try to break out of here. Like you just can't do it. Like don't even try. Like don't, it'd be stupid to do it. Take him up there and hang out with the other guys. <laughs> like, it's just so casual. It's like the yeah. prison good Goodfellas. It's like yeah, they're, it's they're just fucking making pasta.
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's like, it's one of those ones too. It just feels like that, that area seems so nice. Like, why would you waste that nice German castle on prisoners? Let's be honest. Like, shouldn't that be used for anything else? Like,
0: Maybe like you it's know an what I mean? like,
1: yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's like, yeah, and then they just let them go freely hang out. There's not, there's no guard stand. You think there'd be guards everywhere. No matter yeah. where they are, you don't think they'd ever be by themselves, you know?
0: I asked my wife about it. She'll maybe give me some insight. She got her ancestry thing back. She's like a forty-one percent German. Like she's so German.
1: <laughs> she got ancestry thing back. I want you to check. You know, just you know, go go into the mind and go deep back and see. Like, can you can you like visualize? What-
0: yeah. How a Could prison you,
1: was set up a hundred years ago.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you just use your <laughs> supreme German intellect to let me know. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's oh gosh, this episode's so weird. But yeah, so Charles tra- tra- so you get another um uh a historical figure. figure in this. You get Charles de Gaulle in this one. And uh, that's really, really cool. He was like really important to France and everything, he, like did some more shit uh mm-hmm. for, mainly for World War II. And uh, so you get in World War One, Charles de Gaulle. Did he break out of that prison for real?
1: Maybe that is the case. Like I I mean, it's if it's in there, I'm assuming that's gotta be it. I don't feel like they're gonna make that part up.
0: Yeah, I mean it seems like because I even read in his Wikipedia as I started to read it that he was in prison and broke out. Well, I mean, he was in prison, but I didn't say he broke out. Uh so did Charles de Gaulle let's see, escape. Let's see what it says real quick. On 22nd August uh, 1962. No, 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 no. Oh. Oh, oh, weird. Here it is. Uh, This is in The Guardian. Um, This is uh, France remembers de Gaulle's close escape depicted in the Day of the Jackal. A wartime leader survived most serious of many assassination attempts six years ago in Paris suburb. Um, Isn't there a episode called day of the jackal or something of the jackal
1: i think so yeah there is but even though i thought i thought that was one of the egyptian episodes so
0: oh it is it's the curse of the jackal the first one so i saw that and i was like oh maybe that's what they're talking about here but no this is another assassination attempt. he survived but maybe he did maybe he did escape um yeah
1: because it says in, it says he was in verdun he was captured and he was sent to prison so that makes sense for the story there
0: mm-hmm. yeah because he says that yeah he was in verdun got captured got injured and then, um, yeah. So I don't know if he did that or not. I mean, he's ba- let's just pretend he did because it it's really badass. But yeah, basically what they do is, um, so Andy's with these group of guys and they're trying to figure out ways to escape this prison. And Charles de Gaulle is just spitting knowledge the whole time, giving them like insight and like, oh, the next war is going to be fought this way. And he's of course right because you know he's Charles de Gaulle, and um, you know. Basically, Andy first hooks up with the two Russian guys, the comic relief guys in this, uh, to try to break free and they die. <laughs> so uh, which was really pretty entertaining to try to cross over on this rope, but I don't know what the plan was once they crossed over on the rope, like were they gonna yeah.
1: The, the 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 Russians just have this great idea. They've been saving all the string from the packages that everybody gets, and for like the last two years they've been weaving together this rope. And the second that they realize the Indy's like American, they're like, "You do cowboy, you do cowboy," and so, and he's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I could do a lasso." And so he goes over there and lasts it for him. And then the second there, he's like, okay, Well, you guys probably should go one time. He's like, No, no, no. I built the rope. And the other guy's like, No, no, no. Like, I've been working on the for my whole life or whatever. And it's like, We go together. It's like, and, and he's like, No, you stupid idiots. You can't go together. There's going to be too much weight. He's like, I built this with my own hands. Russian made. You know, it's like, and obviously wasn't built. You know, that it was passage. Russian made. <laughs> yeah. <was> like, Russian <laughs> Russian <laughs> made. if there was narration in this, that would be like where Indiana Jones kicks in. And that's when I learned that Russian made wasn't something to have. It
0: would be like in uh, arrested development or something. It's just like it was Russian made. It just breaks. You know. Oh my but, gosh.
1: But really quickly though, I did find a little section on DeGaulle here. It said he spent mm-hmm. 32 months in six different prison camps. And then he also like taught classes there. <laughs> I don't think it's really? I couldn't find anything about him breaking out, but well, no, he said he made five unsuccessful escape attempts, mm. punished with some, yeah. you know periods of solitary confinement, all this stuff.
0: It really but, is uh, the prison. It really is the prison in Goodfellas. Yeah, you just you know whatever. But um,
1: <sighs> episodes. Those,
0: no. those Russians don't
1: make it though. They sure no. don't make it.
0: No, and they,
1: and they they get pulled up as an example of like you know when the German pulls, he's like, here's the bodies, and this is why we do not escape. You see. Yeah take a look come by and poke a stick
0: and then indy's getting all negative and like saying we're never gonna get out of here and charles goes like shut up bitch he's like no we're never gonna get out we're all gonna die and like, you, you've been here,
1: here for less than 48 hours stop complaining
0: yeah He <laughs> said the only way we're leaving here is in coffins and so they get the broad idea to escape in coffins which i will say um they formulate this plan they take the two russian guys out of their coffins they jump in there which i'm kind of claustrophobic so fuck mm-hmm. that. I'll just <laughs> stay in prison. Yeah, like fuck that. And so they stack the two coffins in a truck on uh, one on top of each other. So the Gaul's coffin is on top of Indy's coffin. And then right as they're leaving, he goes, Oh, we're not gonna bury these bodies. we're gonna burn them. And so <laughs> the crematorium Yeah, the crematorium. And so Indy the whole time's like in that thing and like banging bang on like Charles, the go, you French bastard, don't you hear like took it a bonus?
1: Anyway, it almost feels like Charles like just like I just felt like the first place like, Charles, we gotta go, you gotta go. I just picture like Charles was in there just full on just asleep
0: yeah this this casket's actually quite comfy um yeah so you know it's weird but yes, they, they get out somehow. It doesn't really show what happens. Yeah, right I don't before. really know how they get out. <laughs> yes, yeah, it, it doesn't show it. It's trying to build suspense. And they're like, because they start show, throwing the boxes in the crematorium. And when obviously, you know, they're not in there because Charles de Gaulle is like a real historical person who didn't get burned in a crematorium. Yeah, in and Indiana Jones
1: has more movies. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. So you know they made it out. So but it doesn't show how. But basically they explain it away like, oh, I did hear you, even though you didn't think I heard you, I definitely heard you. And so then they just, I was just jump being out. A dick. Yeah, I was just being a dick. <laughs> and um the gall gets recaptured. Uh so that would explain the an unsuccessful attempt. Yeah. And then um Andy gets away on a bicycle, he outruns a motorcycle on a bicycle because he's Indiana Jones.
1: Yeah, he's got that classic, like, literally, like, that old school, like, uh, almost, like, a lot of times cartoons would have that, where, like, like go, the guy has to run across the train tracks real quick, and then the train mm-hmm. blocks the guy from getting there.
0: Mm-hmm. That or a bus. It's always that or a
1: bus. Or a bus, yeah. Yeah. Or I remember, th- th- there's, like, a Warner Bros. cartoon or something like that, where, like, I think it's, like, well, the- probably... Maybe something else, but where there's like a car, and it's got like a family of cars for some reason, because it's a cartoon. and He's like, okay, you know, Billy, don't you go out driving in front of trains, because that's how you know that's how people die. Like it feels like a public service announcement. And then he thinks he's like, well, I'm in my heart rod, right? I can go back and forth across the train tracks. I'm so cool, so cool. And then all of a sudden, his car like breaks down. The train runs into him, and he breaks down of pieces. And the father's just there, like, I told you, Billy, don't go out in front of the trains. <laughs> 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 cuts the credits or whatever oh, Gosh, like one of those ones that sticks in my mind mm. <laughs> but that, that that's literally where it reminded me of in the Indiana jones thing yeah indy escaping through the chains i think that's about close to the end of the episode so yep. after indy goes past that train he gets the freedom and uh he's out of there on a bicycle and he rides to who the hell is he ride to next
0: um oh gosh did he end up in a pre- where did where does he go Cause that, I remember them showing up on that town, him and De Gaulle. And then, you well, let me just, uh, let me, let me look at it real quick.
1: Yeah. I can't remember where he goes to now. Well, I mean, I know what the next episode is. Cause I did what he goes. I know he's in Barcelona, but I don't think that's where he rides to on that one. Maybe it is. Hmm. So sad. I can't remember, but it's, whatever. Indy gets out of there. He, he, he runs away on a bicycle, you know, I don't know how you outrun a guy on a motorcycle on a bicycle, but it's possible, I guess, if you're Indiana Jones.
0: Yeah. I think it just kind of – oh, yeah, it does. It just cuts back to him in prison and whatever. So yeah, sure. and
1: then the guys come by like, get this old man out of here. He's been talking for the last 46 minutes.
0: Yeah. So just like um, uh, Lawrence of Arabia just rides off on a bicycle, and leaves the story hanging, so does Indiana Jones. Yeah. See? He learned it. It's like poetry. at rhymes. George Lucas. So.
1: Yeah, so it's just you know. that thing. So, you know, and they, they, they can't have old indie like, inciting a riot inside here, telling everybody that they could, they, they could break out. They just put their minds to it. I get it. Yeah. Everybody else got it well, yeah, sucks to be them, doesn't it? Guess that what? Whole... Just like all you are going to get staying here, I'm getting out of here.
0: Yeah. And this guy's like, I don't give a fuck. They all look like they're in, like, a, either an early 90s CMT video or, like, a Bud Light commercial from, like, the <laughs> early 90s. Maybe both that's really um,
1: they all do look. they just don't look like a bunch of old guys who just kind of like you know what you know the family picnic got a little out of hand there was a fight you know a couple mm-hmm. things are broken so they've just been in here for the last 48 hours
0: broke my nephew's ribs with the tater gun that kind of thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded a little too uh <laughs> like specific so anyway <laughs> That was almost me at one point. I almost got shot in the wrist with a potato gun. Um, anyway, have you ever had a potato gun?
1: No, I've always, I've always wanted to have one. I've, I remember <laughs> seeing them a handful of times.
0: Legit. Yeah, uh, they're legit. You spray the hairspray or whatever in there, and, and like don't launch, man. Launch, yeah. Just like somebody's just driving down the road. It's a fucking potato. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Well, anyway, so that's your young Indian Jones retrospective. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you made it through our, um, political musings at the beginning, um, <laughs> we, we talked a lot of Indian and Jones in there, but it was a fun time. I'm having fun with the show. We make fun of, th- of things. We poke fun at things, but I think we're both in agreement. It's a good show. It was definitely an entertaining yes. show. It's, um, you have to suspend disbelief a little bit just to have a fun Indiana Jones adventure, mm-hmm. which is fine because Indiana Jones delves into all kinds of weird, you know, stuff. So it's it's fun. Uh, you're right; the historical figure thing is kind of a freak of the week kind of thing, but they don't overdo it.
1: No, it, it actually kind of got better as the show went on. Where it's not they're not in every single episode, and the ones that are yeah. in these ones are almost like I, I feel like they're a little bit more toned down, so it doesn't feel just like he's meeting giant people after giant people. I mean, the next one, he meets two giant people at once, but cause I, I did watch one ahead because I wasn't too sure where we're getting to, but when we get to that one, you'll see mm-hmm. that it, it starts getting to there, but it's never a bad thing. It's still cool. Like, I like I, I like the kind of thing. Cause some of these people that like, you kind of know of, it's like, then you look up a little bit more on the main oh, this It's kind of cool. And, you know, mm-hmm. it teaches you all the history that George wants you to know.
0: That is what I like the most about it is that it, it, um, I think there's 10 things I've said I like the most about it, but this is one of the things I like the most is it, it makes you want to look this, these things up. Cause when I think Charles de Gaulle, I always think the airport <laughs> and just the Charles de Gaulle airport, but then I know there's more to them. and So I was reading up on him today and I've done that for pretty much every major character they've had in here. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that is, a, that is a cool thing.
1: Yeah. No, it definitely adds to it, and I, it's just, just kind of cool. It just it gives you both a cool adventure, Indiana Jones style. You get a lot of World War One stuff, and it's teaching you kind of all kinds of history at the same time. Like this, I don't know. This like it's a top tier show in my book.
0: I agree. This this show is a hidden gem. It needs to be brought back to light. I hope Disney Plus does not remake it and completely, you know. Disney it, but I also wouldn't mind seeing this show get some more relevance at least being put on Disney plus because, um, it deserves to be there. But anyway, <clears throat> thank y'all for listening to young Indian Jones retrospective. I know next episode for sure. We're doing nine because you've already watched it and I'll definitely watch it. And that's next, mm-hmm. um, maybe 1911 or maybe just nine, 10. Um, we'll see. I got a crazy week coming up, so I don't know what's what my schedule is going to be like, but, um, <laughs> Um, anyway, thank y'all for listening. As always, you could Jake Spencer out on oldmenorange.com find all his stuff there. Pizza boys, comics, old man, orange podcast, all kinds of cool stuff. You can find me on Twitter at via VHS, uh, via VHS pod on Instagram and, uh, stay tuned for some more cool stuff that we're planning out right now. So y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening. And via VHS is out.